Hey, Marcus Garrett. Sorry, I missed your call. Um, okay, so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm reading the book of Matthew, which is my favorite gospel. I think I think it's my favorite gospel. Uh, the, my cheeky answer for what my favorite book of the Bible is is whatever the last gospel I read was. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For those of us that don't know, Mark. Uh, but I think if if I take it all into account, the real answer is Matthew is my favorite book of the Bible. It's my favorite gospel, and. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the beginning, which is just a really, I like it a lot, but there's this part where Jesus gets baptized and then he goes out into the wilderness and gets tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And what's so fascinating about it is, is that it starts off by saying he was sent by the Holy Spirit to be tempted in the wilderness. And then he comes back after the 40 days, he calls his first little group of disciples he calls like three of them um and then he he goes and he starts preaching and he, and he gets a bunch of crowds and he's healing people and then he does a sermon on the mount the most famous sermon of jesus and he gets to the lord's prayer they say teach us how to pray and he says in there he says one of the requests that you should make of god is lead us not into temptation and people forever have always said that is got to be a mistranslation or a miscopy or something because God would never send you into temptation but like two two chapters before God totally did he sent <laughs> Jesus into temptation and Jesus says yeah God God sends you into tempting places and then what's really amazing is is this is Easter week and so we got to find a way to get this podcast out before Easter. This is Easter week, and Easter has a very, the Easter story where Jesus dies on the cross, has a very famous story where he's in the, he's praying to God before it all goes down. And he says, uh, you have the ability to let this pa- this cup pass from me. But whatever you do, let, let you do what you want to do. Don't do. Don't change your plan because of me, is basically what it says. And what he's asking is, God, don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. And what's interesting, I just thought of this today while I was reading the Bible, is it seems to be a pretty foundational point of Jesus' theology that you're more than willing to, you're more than allowed to ask God, you're even encouraged to ask God to not put you in tempting or difficult situations. You're encouraged to ask that as long as you understand that at times God's going to turn around and say, no. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) This is what you've got to handle. Uh, I'm God and I like to get you nicer things more often than not, but every once in a while, this is your thing to handle. And I think that's kind of an interesting way to live your life, to know, look, okay, no one should want to be put in bad situations but every once in a while, you're going to end up in them. Learn how to deal with that. That's uh, that's what I took away from reading the Bible today. Anyways, my question for you today um, is, can wives be any better at eavesdropping on us? Like, the other day, I went and did a thing for the podcast. And I said, let me go to the kitchen so you don't have to, you know, hear me do the podcast. And then I got done with it. I come back and she goes... I'm glad you went to the kitchen because I didn't hear any of that. And I go, well, what'd you hear? She said every word. And I thought, you know, if I, if the roles were reversed, 
I could have not heard a single word she said. Like I could have, I could have completely blocked it out and not even cared. I wouldn't have heard a single thing she said. But she heard every word. Now my question is to you, Mark. Is that her trying to listen? Like, are, is she actively trying to eavesdrop on me? Or is that just her base level? This is me doing whatever I'm doing. I'm I'm picking up whatever Garrett's saying because I'm just an extra talented person at, at eavesdropping. That's my question to you. Could they be better or, or is this just their normal form of eavesdropping? All right, man. Sorry, Mr. Call. Talk to you later. Bye. Two friends caught in this an is epic sorry, game of call. phone a podcast to dedicated the to death. friendship, Welcome payphones, sorry, and social justice. Please leave your message after the tone. Yo, Garrett, I saw that you called, man. Thanks for calling me back, and I'm leaving that message. I'm sorry I missed your call, actually. But, dude, I just... um. <clears throat> I'm honestly going through a lot right now, and I, I think it's very fitting, and, and that's why I was calling you earlier, I, I wanted to talk about some stuff that was going on with me, um, I can't even breathe right right now, gosh, still waiting on those breathing techniques you promised you would give me, or send me, or link me, or, I don't know, but I still don't have them, I did find one breathing technique though, just so you care, if you do care, it was, uh, I think, I don't know if I've left the voicemail talking about this before, but it was like, I think it's called the 478 breathing technique. And you, you breathe in for four seconds, and then you hold it for seven, and then you breathe out for eight. Um, and I'm not going to do it right now because it doesn't sound great. Or, I don't know, it's just probably boring voicemail slash podcast slash... Is this going to be a YouTube video? (laughs) Yeah, look at all the cameras in my room right now watching me talk. Psych. Ain't that a dream. Anyway, Garrett, for real though, I do think it's fitting that you talked about Jesus and the gospel and temptation. Um, Book of Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus being tempted. I I would like to say this. And you know what? I finally have a pla- I fi- I finally have a platform, Garrett. I finally have a platform to say this, and it's something that I have said when I was a youth pastor. When I used to preach, I I would make this. I, I would draw this comparison. But I've always loved Matthew chapter four there, where Jesus, um, he is baptized, and then right after he's baptized, he goes straight to the wilderness. And then um, right before he goes into the wilderness, right, you know, just right directly after his baptism, you know, this, the gospel says that, and a voice was heard that um, God said that this is my son who, who I'm well pleased and through him I will save the world. And I, I think that's just so beautiful in the fact how it mirrors Israel exits Egypt, you know, they, they're called out from God. They are then walked through the water. The Jordan there is separated. They walk through the water, their baptism, so to speak. And then they are in the wilderness for 40 years. And yeah, so um, I just used my platform as a pro podcaster to talk about something I've always found intriguing and beautiful in the Old and New Testament.
Anyway, but I do think it's fitting, Garrett, that you talked about Jesus and and you talked about being tempted. Because I think I'm, like, being tempted right now. Um, and that's actually why I wanted to call you. And I know this is our Easter special episode. But to be honest with you, Garrett, I feel like I'm being ganged up on. Like, I feel like I'm seriously being ganged up on. And it's it's literally from the podcast. The first thing, the first thing that, like, really got me feeling this way was, like, you kept telling me, like, hey, Mark, you need to look at our ratings and see if anyone's written anything or rated us on iTunes. And I finally did. And guess what? It was a super negative comment to me. Yeah. Don't read the comment section, people. And it was guy. It was by this guy named Boy Fancy. And he said, Garrett's better than Mark. Mark's... I don't even know what it said, but it was a negative towards me and it made me upset. And then I called you... Like, I literally called you four people out there listening to the podcast. I called Garrett to, like, like kind of tell him about this and Garrett started laughing and he goes that was me like Garrett did that to me so Garrett you're like one of the reasons why I feel ganged up on by the way bro but there was a guy in the comment section and I for real I have no clue who this is I have no way of knowing I I have a feeling who it is but I I still don't know no one's confirmed but whoever is the juice is loose or the goose is juice I don't know who it is, but they are big fans of me, and I really appreciate that. So thank you for making me not feel too ganged up on. But yeah, man, I am feeling ganged up on. I, um, you know, today's tax season day, and I just, I feel like the government's ganging up on me, to be honest with you. I work hard, and they're, like, taking my money, and I'm not... I'm not advocating for any type of political party here. I'm not advocating for Republicans, Libertarians, or Democrats, or anything like that. I'm just saying, I worked hard for this money, and they're taking it. And I know it's going to a good cause. I know some of it goes to a good cause. But I just feel ganged up on sometimes, man. And I'm feeling tempted, bro. Man, Lord, lead me not to temptation. But I'm... I'm being ganged up on. And and also, like, okay, my wife is going to uh, kill me. But I hope, um, I hope she's not eavesdropping right now, Garrett. But I do think when it comes to taxes, and it's really not the government that I feel. Okay, if, I'm, if I was to sit down and talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counselor, I would tell them, like, I would it would it would I would have a breakthrough and the breakthrough would be I'm the biggest procrastinator ever. That's the breakthrough. So I'm ganging up on myself. It's not even the government. Like I you know, we didn't have to give that much money to the government this year. We got a lot of tax deductions. I'm actually very grateful for that and we got a lot of help and this has actually been the best tax year of my life, but like I do everything at the last minute and I think I'm ganging up on myself. Like I think that's what it is. Man, I cannot breathe right now. I hope, I really hope this does not like, I'm just venting really, Garrett. And you know, you know, that's our thing. I call you, you don't pick up. Then I leave a long voicemail of me venting about just life. But it's nonstop. Even my mom, like she knows I'm a procrastinator and I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. They're all from Maine. Oh, by the way, one of the Maine cousins that I follow on Instagram. Yeah, she's here in Florida. We were hanging out tonight having lasagna. 
even though she didn't want lasagna, she wanted something else, and so she got something else, and we all ate lasagna. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. But, like, we're, like, getting dinner, and my mom, in front of the whole Maine family, my whole family from Maine, she goes, so, Mark, have you done your taxes yet? Today's the tax day. Even my own mom, my own mother is, like, ganging up on me. Lord, lead me not into temptation today, please. So I don't know what to do, Garrett. I really don't know what to do. And honestly, it just, it seems like everything's coming to a head. And this is where I need your help and I need the listener's help. I really do need help in this effort. And as much as I feel like I'm being ganged up on in my just personal life in general, um, there is a literal gang in the neighborhood in which I live. And that's probably concerning me the most. And it's not the gang, it's not like a, it's not a gang of like drug dealers, it's not a gang of uh, gun shoot em, shoot em ups, no one's doing that, you know, it's, it's not a violent gang. I'm afraid that it could become, not violent, but vandalizing, I, I feel like this gang could become vandalizing. It's a gang of middle school boys in my neighborhood. And it all started during spring break. And this is what's really freaking me out because I do not know what to do. So every day after work, I see I see the kids, the, the middle school boys kind of just in like groups of three or four hanging out around the neighborhood, right? Some of them are on their scooters. Some of them do the skateboard. Some of them do the walking around with no shoes. That happens in my neighborhood. It's a... <laughs> And to probably give a picture, it's a middle, middle class neighborhood. Middle, middle class, I think. Maybe middle, middle class lean towards the low, like middle, middle, but lower middle, if that makes sense, Garrett. So every day after work, I see these kids in the streets playing unsupervised, by the way, which I... I don't know. I'm okay with it. Like I'm not against it. Like I, I think they should be out playing. I, I, I think they should be exploring and figuring life out and like learning how to like dodge a punch here or there. Like I think they should be doing that. But like, so every day after work, I see them hanging out and they've really caused really no trouble, no problems, and just maybe they're in the way every once in a while on the road. But that's fine. You know, they're shooting hoops. They're they're bouncing um they're bouncing their basketball or their skateboardings and that's cool you know then they they see a car come and they move out of the way but it all kind of just started coming to a head during spring break a couple weeks ago and i am not because of what i witnessed i am not looking forward to summertime and so now during the spring break all the all the middle school boys have nothing to do um, they apparently don't want to play video games. They apparently don't want to go fishing. We live right next to a great fishing spot, by the way, which I haven't really taken advantage of. They don't want to hang out with girls, so they're all just hanging out with each other. Like, they're all just, it's just, the the five groups of three or four middle school boys are just, like, now all one group. One giant group of scooter kids, skateboarders, basketball bouncers, bicyclists, one wheel in it, um, no shoes. Man, it's diverse. And when I mean diverse, I mean it's like 10 white kids and one 
like Asian kid. <laughs> That's it. it. Like, it's. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's diverse in thinking. They all probably come from different walks of life, but like, it's pretty diverse in the sense of like, they're um. I don't know if that's diverse. Anyway, it's just, it's scaring me because they're getting, and this is why I'm concerned, Garrett, they're getting too um, arrogant about them roaming the streets. They're, they're, they're getting too comfortable with it. Like, they're getting, like, too used to the idea of, like, yeah, we walk as a giant group around this neighborhood together and nothing can stop us because we're invincible middle school boys. Now, here's the thing. Garrett and I... You and I, Garrett, we've both worked with middle school boys. And I have said that, like, when when we were youth pastors together, middle schoolers were my favorite group to work with. And I've always loved it. I thought they were just, you know, there's just something special about it. But I haven't been in youth ministry in a year plus, and these middle schoolers scare me. They are frightening. And I think, honestly, I think what it boils down to is because I don't know them. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're coming from. I've said one word to them, and that word was, "Hey, uh, hey, hey." That was it. It was three, three hays. And they didn't even hear me say it to them because, like, I almost hit one of them because they were running around the street, and I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" And so I just like sent my break. So they didn't even know the words I said to them, and I'm just, man, I'm really concerned. And I, it, and I'm and I'm concerned because like, they are getting to the point, to where it's almost summertime, and from what I witnessed at spring break, I think, I think it's gonna escalate, and so this is what I witnessed, right? I just want you to know what I saw. I saw, the group, the the group of middle school boys. I think we should name them. What should we name this gang? The MBGs. No. I don't know. <laughs> Can that be a t-shirt? MBG, baby. I don't know. Yeah, let's call them the MBGs. So the MBG, they're like walking around. And I see them every day walking during their spring break, right? And by the way, and this is what kind of concerned me. I saw them in the morning. I saw I would see them at 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m. in the morning kind of hanging outside their houses. Middle school boys hanging outside at 7 in the morning on their spring break? Yeah, you tell me. Am I freaking out? Am I, am I thinking this is some conspiracy? Maybe, but I'm concerned, Garrett. And so what I want to tell you is that they straight up, one day, so I'm seeing them every day, doing their thing. They're kind of really not causing much trouble. But then one day, it was the last day of spring break for them. They were all packed together, man. There was probably like 12 of them. And they're all like there together. And I, I pull up to a stop sign. And as I pull up to a stop sign, I'm I'm about to take a left into the street where I, you know, where I live. And they're walking, they're walking towards me right but they're on my they're on my right no i'm about to take a right they're on my right and they're walking towards me kind of like a like we're about to like like form like a like a human t and they're the long part 
of the T and I'm the flat part of the top of the T with my car. I don't, I'm not driving a limousine by the way, it's a little small wannabe SUV type. And so they're kind of perpendicularly coming towards me. And I see them and I like, I try to be cool, you know, I try to like, I, you know, I'm just sitting there, I have my music going, I'm sit. I'm leaning back, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look cool. And they, as they walk past my, my door at my passenger door, they all, all of them look at me and I look and I slowly and I look at them and they kind of like stop in their tracks for like a quick one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then they keep on walking. But one of them, and I think, I don't think he's the alpha male. I think he's trying to impress the alpha male of this group. I don't know who he is. We'll call this little, we'll, we'll call him little, um. Man, just this guy, he's just trying to impress the alpha, man. Maybe that's the beta, beta bill, we'll call him. Beta, I don't know, I don't want, I don't know. But anyway, he walks past, you know, he kind of stays a quick, you know, quick step behind the group as they move on. And he walks right up to my window and like raises his arms like, what, what, what are you going to do? And then he like kisses my window. He kisses it. Yeah. I am having an issue with middle school boys ganging up in my neighborhood and kissing my passenger door window, Garrett. It's going to get crazy in the summertime. And I don't know, like, do, and this is where I need help. Because the last time you and I interacted with middle school boys together, well, not the last time, but one time, I started World War Three. And you saved the day. We were at camp, at this Bible camp, and it was um, break, you know, it was recreational time, so everyone can go do what they want. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to let the kids be unsupervised. <laughs> so I go into the bunks, and I'm about to lay down. I see this one kid holding a shoe up, standing over another kid's bunk, and the, there's another kid in that bunk. And the kid holding the shoe goes, hey, Mr. Mark, can I throw the shoe at my friend here? Because he's annoying me. And I said the words, I don't care. I'm going to take a nap. Do what you want to do. And then guess what happens? He throws the shoe and this big fight ensues for the next two days of camp. And like two best friends who are best friends for a whole life now hate each other. And they don't want to be at camp. And they think the church and Jesus is a joke. And they don't understand why we're here. And I freaking just caused the whole turmoil chain of reactions. And you had to come in and fix it all. And like I'll never ever forget that you like you got these two kids. So the four of us are in this like little cabin room. And you're talking to them about friendship and you're talking about forgiveness and you're talking about how to how to reconcile and how to work past our differences and I was like man Garrett is like just so on it he's so like he is like he like cares about humanity like the way you talk to them like you were like making them making me feel like man like you should really care about your actions like I, I should really care about my actions and then they left they hugged and then I started to stand up because we were all standing up and you're like no no Mark you sit back down you sit down, Mark. Like, okay. And then you said to me, you said, Mark, next time, next time a middle school boy is holding a shoe and he's about to throw it at his friend, say no. Say, hey, do not do that. Maybe take the shoe away from him. You're an adult. And that's when I knew 
that you are going to be my best friend for the rest of my life, Garrett. And I need you right now in this moment. Because I'm being ganged up on. I'm praying, Lord, do not lead me into temptation. There's a, The MBG is running around my neighborhood causing havoc. And I am not looking forward to the summertime. And I don't know what to do. And this is where I need your help. And this is where I need help from the listeners. Like, like how do I... How do I like... Oh my gosh. Like, how do I do this? <sighs> how do I do this? What do I do? Do I like Oliver twist the situation where like I become friends with them and because I'm older and wiser and have resources like I become like their leader and they start like stealing stuff from me and like we create like this scenario where like they can only reach status in my you know in my in my new gang that I started where if they like steal more and more like what do I do what do I do man this is this is a long recording this time for me Garrett but I hope it's a good one, and I just, I really need your help. I, I would like suggestions from you. I would like suggestions from our listeners. Like, please, like, what would you have me do? Do I say hi to them? Do I befriend them? Do I do I go meet their parents and tell their parents what they're doing? Do I set up cameras around my house? Do I, to make sure no one breaks in? Do, like, summer is coming, and it's almost here. And this middle school gang of boys is probably only going to get much rowdier and much bigger. <laughs> I sound like an idiot. But like, I, I, oh. I'm nervous, Garrett. I need suggestions. I need help. I do, man. Oh, and yes, yeah, um, our wives are really good at eavesdropping. And to answer your, like, I, th- I really think Megan is just, like, I think she's, like, a pro-human, man. Like, she's just good at being a human. She's good at being a wife. Like, she's good at that. And, like, she just cares about you, dude. Like, she just cares what you're saying. So, of course, she's going to hear what you're saying. Like, she just cares. Like, you know, like, my wife's the same way. And I just, like, the other night, you and I were texting each other. Like, we, we were just texting. And I was, like, giggling in my chair like just like laughing like we do when we text at least I'm like I don't know what you're doing when I'm texting you but I'm laughing and giggling and Janelle goes Janelle's in their bedroom I'm in the living room and I hear Mark Mark and I go Janelle what is it she goes what are you saying to Garrett and I go what she goes what are you saying to Garrett I said what do you mean what am I saying to Garrett she goes I hear you laughing and giggling to him I'm like well no, I'm texting him. She goes, yeah, I know you're texting him. Yeah, that is some eavesdropping um, skill right there. We weren't even, like, voice talking, and she was eavesdropping on our conversation. She knew I was saying something to you. And I was giggling about it. <laughs> okay, Garrett. Yeah, so that's my dilemma. I have a group of middle school boys, the MBG, the middle school, no, the MSBG. MSBG middle school boy gang I don't know also maybe help maybe the listeners could help me like think of a better name to name this gang um I live in this town called Merritt Island so maybe that would help the the Merritt Island middlers that could be it the Merritt Island middlers 
the Merritt Island Middlers. They're meddling with my neighborhood. The Merritt Island Meddlers. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, whatever you guys want. If you want MBG, Merit, SM, MSBG, or the Merritt Island Meddlers, or the Merritt Island Meddlers. <laughs> this is my life right now, Garrett. This is what I'm concerned about. Did my taxes, and now I'm afraid of the middle school boy gang in my neighborhood that could potentially vandalize or hurt my vehicle. Um, and that's what I'm really afraid of. Like, what if, like, I do something and say, like, hey, stop. Like, I'm like, hey, you need to stop because you're being, you're being stupid. And then, like, they, they notice my car. And then, like, the next day my car's egged or my tires are slashed or I got confetti everywhere. I don't know. I don't know what these boys are capable of. I don't know. So I need everyone's help to help me figure out what to do. Man, this has been a fun, long recording. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Garrett, please... Give me some really good advice on this one. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Mark. This is Garrett. Sorry I missed your call. Man, that was a that was a doozy. Um, thanks for leaving me that insanely depressing voicemail. Um, there's a lot to work with. Um, it's always, I will say this. It's nice to know that a, a, a youth ministry vet does not know how to interact with middle schoolers. That's a... That's a plus. And so I was thinking, how can I help you out with this situation? So, first of all, I don't like your gang name. That's just not a very good gang name. I was thinking like the uh, Alex Steins or the Alex Steens, maybe. Like the, give them some sort of name like that that they have to figure out what it means. By the time they figure out that it doesn't mean anything, you're long gone, bro. You're long gone. And was that kissing your window thing a real story? Because that... <laughs> That is that is an inappropriate interaction to have with a middle schooler. Um he's probably the he's probably the gamma. He's like third tier. He's not alpha or beta, he's like a gamma. Um but anyway, so here are some ideas on how to interact with the middle schoolers. I by the way, I to this day I will walk up to a complete stranger who's a middle schooler and be like, Hey man, are you staying out of trouble? Like what are you doing? Like you're just being a dumb dumb? Like what are you doing over there? Quit being an idiot. They go, yeah, that's a good point, Garrett. Sir, I don't know who you are, but that's a great point. I'll stop being an idiot. And they stop being an idiot. It's great. You have forgot this uh, this skill, so I'm going to help you out. One thing you could do to interact with these guys is obviously they don't have much of a home life because they're not spending any time at home. So you could get to know them. You could learn their names, maybe. You could draw a four-square court on the road in front of your house and let them play Foursquare, and then you can just run them over with your car. Problem solved. Another thing you could do is you could uh, get the kid with the skateboard. Like, hey, man. Hey, dude. Have you ever have you ever seen a kickflip? And then he's like, nah, man. How do you do a kickflip? And he gives you the skateboard, and you kick it over to where it's upside down on the road. And then you just jump both feet. Boom. Break the skateboard in the center of the skateboard. You're like, that's how you do a kick flip. It's a more expensive version of 52-card pickup, but it's the same idea. Um, so maybe that can get you started. Maybe you can get going with that. You know what I was thinking the entire time you were talking about these kids? I was like, is this the cast from The Greatest Show? Like, <laughs> this is The Greatest Show! This kid can bounce a basketball. 
this kid can ride a skateboard down his driveway if he's sitting on it. Like, I was like, this is the weirdest group of kids I've ever seen in my life. Um, also, I have to I have to clarify. You didn't tell the story right. You totally forgot how the whole thing went. So, the kids get in a fight at camp. And then I... Then you report it to me. And so I go, okay, I have to deal with this because I'm the dean. And so I call one of the men, the one that was from my church. I call him in. I sit him down and talk about the whole thing about... Look, man, if you just start writing off your friends, you're gonna you're gonna have you're not gonna you're gonna get to the end of your life, you won't have any friends that lasted longer than two years. And well, some of the greatest things on earth are friendships that last twenty, you know, ten, twenty years long. Like these are the friendships you want. And if you want that, you can't have this sort of interaction with your buddy, okay? You two are gonna have to move beyond this. And he took it well. It was great. <clears throat> so I so the, I brought the first kid in, I said, Hey man, sit down. And he, he and I sit on one side of the table. And he has a seat. I go, okay, good. And so I give him the whole talk. And I go, all right, just think about it. And I send him out and I call his buddy in who's, didn't, he came with my church, but he was not from my church. And I go, all right, hey, man, have a seat. And I walk him through a whole long talk about whatever. And I'm sorry that that happened because he was the kid that was asleep and got the shoe thrown on him and the whole thing. (laughs) And and then he gets up to leave, and, and I sit there, and I wait for you to stand up. And you go, man, this is good. And you start walking towards the cafeteria. And I go, hey, Mark, have a seat, man. <laughs> and you go, oh, man. <laughs> I remember that I used the same words, have a seat, for everyone. Because I, the entire time I was talking to those kids, I was thinking, it's going to be so funny. When I finally get to tell Mark to have a seat. Because it's just like, it's the best. Because you're on the same side of the table with me the entire time. And now you're (laughs) like the middle school kid on the other side of the table. Oh, so great. And here's what I said. I did not say just say no to stuff, okay? You're a youth pastor. You're allowed to endorse fun, okay? What I said was, if you're talking to a middle schooler. And they ask you if they're allowed to do something, which, first of all, should be a red flag because they never ask you if they're allowed to do anything. They're always insanely annoying. So this should have been a red flag for you. And if you're at the point where you're just going to take a nap, you're too tired to do anything. You're too tired to look into the situation. You're too tired to like say, let me give you a good advice about this situation. If you're too tired for that, just say no. They'll be like, oh, okay, fine. I won't throw this shoe at the wall then. And they'll go outside and they'll play pickleball or something. Not pickleball. Nine square. Yeah, that game's awesome. Especially against middle schoolers. I can kill against middle schoolers. Anyways, Mark, I don't want you to think... I don't want you to think that the world's teaming up on you, okay? Because they're not. All right? You're angry at yourself because you're a piece of crap. I'm just joking. Here's the real thing. You're not being ganged up on because guess who called the program? Mr. 182, Tom DeLong. Hit it, Tom. Hello, this is um, Tom DeLong. <laughs> Actually, this is Kristen, Mark, your sister-in-law. I believe you also follow me on Instagram, and I also follow you on Instagram. But Mark and Garrett, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. All right, that was one of our listeners, Mr. Tom DeLong. 
Mark's sister-in-law. So uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you for calling the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners. You guys are awesome. We enjoy doing this podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Please subscribe. Leave a comment. Uh, Wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, we're there. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Join Team Garrett. And let's let's get together and really trash Mark on the the interwebs. I think this could be a lot of fun. Also... Uh, go check out Anchor. Consider doing your own podcast. They're one of our sponsors. We like them. We've had a blast doing this. And uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye.